Zach Kempe dishes in front. Another sliding head saved by Flurry. This time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity. Lizana sliding head save. Robin Leonard. What a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Let's get going. It's your source for hockey talk in the Las Vegas Valley. VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman back at the Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas studio. Uh, we will be all together in studio uh, later on this week. Uh, looking forward to that as uh, life returns to normal. Hour number one spent a lot uh, digesting what happened last night in Minnesota and 26 bad seconds. Uh, uh, ruined otherwise what was going to be a coronation of uh, the Golden Knights uh, taking control of all the bad vibes in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, so that was hour number two. If you missed any of it, uh, check out the podcast. Uh, hour number two will be spent uh, largely dealing with the fallout from the Tom Wilson situation with the New York Rangers last night in two altercations, so one with Pavel Buchnevich, the other one with Artemi Panarin, and uh, the lack of a suspension and how the hockey world seems to be divided on this. Uh, maybe heavily in favor of the uh, suspension side of it, but uh, we'll get uh, some reaction from PJ Stock, who uh, longtime National Hockey Leaguer and is my go-to on these uh, points because he he has a tendency piled up some penalty minutes, but has a tendency to look at it uh, through very uh, unbiased glasses. Uh, PJ in Montreal, how are you? I am great, buddy. Thank you. I think we're going to see a offensive superstar or something like that, like. Thanks for not bringing out my stats, though, but um, offensive stats, that is. But, uh, yeah, it's, hi, buddy. And hi, uh, hi Ryan. Um, hi, thanks, BJ. How thanks you doing? For, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. And this is, like you just said, it, it is heavily divided, Darren. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's nuts. And I, I, the craziest thing out of all of this is that I believe the Rangers are going to pay the biggest penalty out of whatever just happened because of, I don't know if you've mentioned already on the show, but the team coming out and calling more or less for the head of George Paros, um, who's in charge of kind of the hockey ops on that part of things, which is there's going to be a fine. There has to be a fine. And I think it's going to be more than the maximum that a player can be fined in the National Hockey League, which is only $5,000. And I think that's where the, this big cry is uh, from everything, is that the penalty doesn't actually, you know, equal the crime. And unfortunately, under the, the CBA, that's what we have, the if it's not suspendable, the biggest crime you can give is $5,000. Before we get into the Rangers side of it, do you think that it was suspendable? The After the altercation with Buchnevich and then Panarin jumping on Tom Wilson and Wilson turning around and throwing Panarin to the ground. That's overly simplistic, uh, people, because uh, I, I, I'm trying not to influence anybody here. If you haven't seen it, look at it and judge for yourself. But, uh, PJ, after you looked at just- it... Uh, I can break it down for someone listening in 10 seconds. Washington's goalie makes a save. Uh, New York Ranger forward takes a stab at, at the Rangers goal. Sorry, at the Washington goalie. So it's Bushnavis. And, and then what happens is the, t- the player that is closest to him grabs him and throws him to the ground. And that happens to be Wilson. And on the way down, he punches him. And it looks like the side of the head. It looks like the shoulder. Again, uh, it's, you're dealing with the angles that we were given. And I've watched a bunch of them. And then what happens is you have the players, the, the Rangers all jump on to Wilson. And it's the Rangers superstar 
Panarin that jumps on to probably one of the biggest, baddest men in the National Hockey League. And what happens is Wilson stands up, and if you watch the video, Panarin gets lifted off his feet when Wilson stands up, and they start wrestling, and then it's almost he uses like a judo move and throws Panarin to the ground. The problem is he does it with such force because he's so much bigger and stronger that the optics of this play look so terrible. And, and you know, he doesn't have his helmet on because, the, because of the altercation, and that's what everyone's kind of looking at. They're not looking at, at – I, I think you're not looking at what really happened. You're looking at the optics of one of the star players in the league almost getting hurt. And the Rangers have said that Panarin is done for the season. Mathematically, the Rangers are done anyways. Yeah. So it's three games that, you know, Darren and, and Ryan – Listen, I just think it's a little adding to what they were throwing out. Yeah, I'm sure he's he's injured. I can't say anything, but it's three games left, and mathematically they were out of it. So that's two, one. Um, okay, two things. One, that's way longer than 10 seconds. Number two. Yeah, well, come on. You know, you know how guys lie about time. You know that. Was, was it suspendable? I thought that was like five minutes. I just looked it out. <laughs> No, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're right on money. I, I, I actually thought you had two seconds to spare by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, no, I, I, I don't. I, I think the it, what is the a part in it? Like, I don't know what everyone's. It's the optics of one of the best players being thrown to the ground. Now, if Panarin, Panarin got a roughing penalty in this. He jumped. He's actually third man in, jumping on Wilson's back. Because Wilson takes a shot and hits Bishnavis on, on the way down. That is where the only issue, like, I don't know how, how he hit him. Someone said his stick was under his throat. It, it's, listen, it's a quick reaction. You're grabbing the player and throwing him to the ground. That's what happens. How the, and that's all that he did. One guy weighs about 100 pounds more than the other guy. And then someone jumped on his back. It's unfortunately Panarin because they're on a power play and it's a star players. It doesn't matter. You're jumping onto this guy's back. If you don't want to get involved in it, don't get involved in it. You jumped on his back. It's like you, you, Ryan Reeves. And if, if some, if, 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 I don't know, if uh, McKinnon jumps on Reeves' back, do you guys not expect Ryan Reeves to throw McKinnon around? Yeah, you're not, you're not <laughs> sitting there waiting for some, to see who it is that you're hitting. No, it's so reactionary. It's so reactionary. And everyone's saying he can't do this to a, a star player that didn't have his helmet on. Well, the star player shouldn't be jumping in and not expecting to receive something. And, and that's kind of where the game's kind of gone a little bit. And I understand why it's gone a certain way. Um, and I, I don't want to sound, you know, like I'm, I'm from the old Stone Age of where the game used to be played. But these things don't happen at, 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 like the wrestling things happen all the time. Yeah. It's just the, the optics of this one where a star player falls to the ground and you're so worried about him being hurt. Was it dirty? You don't was it have... greasy? Was it uh, penalized? Uh, deserved to be penalized? Yes. Suspendable? I'm with you. Ryan, where are you? Yeah, it's it's tough because I think that when whenever you look at Tom Wilson and, and his name is brought up, you, you start to kind of – go through all the plays and, and all the reasons why there's so much uproar surrounding Tom Wilson on this play. In in regards to what I saw, 
I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't want to see a player get thrown down to the ice without a helmet. Like there, there's a lot of danger in that play. But at the same time, it happens in scrums all the time. It, it's it's a, a regular play in hockey. So I kind of don't. I kind of I'm in line with you guys. Like I, I don't think that it's a suspension, but it 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 does bring the question of why is Tom Wilson the lightning rod all the time in terms of these plays? There's no, and you're 100 percent Ryan. Um, he is because there's no one like him in the league anymore. Though, I mean, he's a playing on a top couple lines playing against the smaller players of the world. And he's one of those guys that still hit like a truck. And and so many players today, it's not so much that players don't know how to hit anymore. So many players don't know how to take a hit anymore. And they're just not prepared for it. And he's a guy that continually plays the way that if he's not on your team, everybody hates you. Everybody hates him. He's one of those guys. My argument with you, I agree. He teeters that line too often. He has suspension. I can argue over some of the other hits might be late, might be to the head. Might be. This is he never drops his gloves. Never drops his gloves. Never drops his gloves. And it's, it's again, I've been in those situations. You get grabbed. You don't know who it is. I've got guys that are a lot bigger than me, and I'm just hoping to hold on, and I'm thinking of what I can do to get the guy down. He, like, judo flips him. He doesn't hold him up and drop his glove and punch him in the head. He throws him to the ground. And that's just a guy that is much stronger than the other guy. You don't have the time to say, oh, no, I can't do this because it's Panarin. You just so If you watch the video, Panarin jumps on his back. Wilson stands up. And as he stands up, you see actually Panarin's feet come off the ground. And then they both grab each other. And then within seconds, he judo flips him to the ground. Like, get out of here. Throws him to the ground. Again, the optics are if you watch Panarin's legs come forward, because, again, he's not familiar to be in these situations. So his legs come forward, and that's where the scary part is. We see him fall to the ground. And that's, that's the optics that we just don't want to see. But that's what I think is what I see as the – we're all looking at um, how did the play start, player hit the goalie. What do you want if it's your team to jump in on that guy to make sure that never happens again? Not enough players do that anymore, and every, every fan base complains about it. And then when it happens, we all complain the other way about it because he did it to my team. Um, it, it's just the optics of Panarin falling to the ice and now him being injured, and it's so divided because and our game is kind of going in a certain way where, first of all, everyone has an opinion and a voice. So you can tweet it, blog it, blog it. You can Instagram it. You can do whatever you want. So there's that many people that have voices, and it's not always the people that agree with what just happened that likes to mention or, or speak up. It's those that are in disagreement. And that's what we're getting today. But it is amazing to see how many people are kind of split down the middle on this. And it's, and it's great. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the way I see it and from being in those situations and understanding it, that whole thing takes seconds. And you don't have time to dissect everything. It, but to Ryan's point, there's just a lot of things that are showing up on the, on the, on the Tom Wilson rap sheet. Former New York Ranger, former Boston Bruin, uh, PJ Stock is with us. Uh, Where did you play college, too? I should mention that. In effect, and Same I love effect. my Rangers, and yeah. I love Panarin. I'm like, this is kind of this is my thing. I love my Rangers. The dude took on I, Putin. I, what? The guy took on Putin. He's not afraid. No, no he's not. He's not afraid. <laughs> and maybe, and maybe, okay, I'm gonna do something. Maybe he thinks he could. Maybe he thought that he was better than he was at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm just throwing things out there. 
because haven't we all at some point, PJ? Yeah, but that's yeah, and maybe that's just it. And then you realize, oh crap, this guy. But I'm in it. You just can't get out of it. You just jumped on his back. What are you expecting to happen at that point? The guy not to like. This is the problem with a lot of the. We get stuck in these things in hockey. It's because going back to the fight a few weeks ago where Edler had to fight um, Simmons uh, because sports have this way, which is funny, um, and it's so many people disagree with it, but kind of it's the game within the game. I hate using that term code. You know, baseball, you hit my player, I'm, you know, I'm throwing at your next player. And, you know, in, in hockey, you kind of have these different ways of kind of, um, I don't want to use policing, um, but it's just keeping everything kind of wrapped in tight. And it's, I know football does a great job of it uh, with the ref, their system, but there's some other sports that kind of have a little bit way of policing things within their own game. And I think you hit my goalie, I'm jumping on you. And then if you're jumping on me, then I'm jumping on you. And it's everyone's protecting their own in a certain way. And unfortunately, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. The optics of the Panarin thing is what we're taking from it. But this type of stuff happens every night. Um, not to that extent, obviously, but Panarin being blind. You hit me, I'm going to hit your guy. You're going to hit my guy. I'm going to hit your guy. And the refs try and slow it down. And if they don't, if you don't have that Edler agreeing to Simmons moment, the games just continue until sooner or later – it's an ugly moment. But, but Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard with uh, PJ Stock, uh, former National Hockey Leaguer and uh, commentator uh, on Sportsnet and uh, RDS in Canada. Uh, th- the idea that that this doesn't happen if the game is has bigger, tougher guys and there's there's more fighting, I don't buy that. I think this is just a reactionary play that would happen if it was in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, or now. But but if it doesn't, if it takes one thing though, it's, I'm not saying the players. Yeah. I'm just saying the sport itself. But it takes one thing to start off a chain reaction. Right. But but if, what, if Dave Schultz, if Dave Schultz is playing, uh, or uh, or you or uh, sure. pick your pick your George Rock is playing for the New York Rangers, I still think this happens because it's just reactionary. It's, there was no. So I had to talk with someone say earlier about you know Tom Wilson. Uh, early in the game, like lost his stick, he's mad at the refs, and it kind of see, you can see him building up. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's a player where a player hits a goalie. You step on. If if it's not Tom Wilson, and it's anybody else, are we having this conversation? No, but I like catching no. up with you, so I, I appreciate Tom. I know, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of it, though. If it's not, if it's how about this? If it's a guy that's not double the weight of Panarin, pretty much. And he's a if it's Brad Marchand, who was just as hated for I know a lot of people in Vegas. He's Boston Pest or uh, I don't know. We'll take a who's the St. Louis Pearl or if it's O'Reilly oh, or yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And and they the exact same play happens. What's the are we still having the same discussion? I think as Ryan mentioned earlier, there's a rap sheet that goes with this guy, um, and you know, yeah. Rangers frustrated they're out. Um, frustrated it's their best player that's hurt frustrated they lost that game a lot of things add up a lot of fans add up we've been cooped in our houses for a year plus and i think we're all venting right now <laughs> we're all happy while we're venting one with two so 
again, my thing is I'm happy no one got hurt. I understand why it happened. I understand why he's taking the heat. I just don't think the heat is deserved as everybody thinks it is. And I agree with no suspension. And I agree with the fine. If anything, the league needs to increase their maximum fine penalty, which is $5,000 for an incident like that. Ryan? You know, I, I guess kind of the, the question that I have is in terms of Tom Wilson and in terms of just what that next melting pot moment's going to be where or lightning rod moment's going to be where Tom Wilson does something and because it's Tom Wilson, it becomes a, a major issue. Like, how does the player prevent that from happening in the future? Like, how does the player kind of... I don't want to say rebrand the image, but but how does he get himself away from these controversies every single time he makes a hit or makes a play? Well, his size and the way he plays, he's always going to be kind of teetering the line. Yeah, He, he, he always is. I don't think he plays a certain way, so... He, he's again. A lot of the things are. You go back and look at his suspensions. There are a lot of hits that are timing, but it's just he hits with so much force. And when I hit, and even when when I used to get in a fight, I want to hurt you for that moment, but I don't want to hurt you. If that makes any sense, like mm-hmm. when guys get in a fight, you're fighting for the reason that moment, whatever. You don't. You want to hurt that guy for that moment, so it influences that moment. But you don't really want to hurt anyone. Tom Wilson hits to hurt, but his intentions aren't to hit to hurt for, you know, for whatever. But he's just that big and that strong, and he plays the top line minutes against top line players, and he does walk the line. He does, but what would it make him as special and create as much space on the ice if he didn't play that way? But because he does it so often and he has a moment like this, we're going to keep an eye on him. Because if you can name me five other guys in the league that do anything like that, you know, I, I, I don't know of any. Like no, five, think of that. Five power forwards playing your top six pretty much that run around, score goals, first overround pick, and finish hits like the way he does. And can hurt you. And can hurt you. And, you know, want to hurt so you. And, and want to hurt you. That, that's the difference. See, like a lot of guys yeah. could hurt. This guy wants to hurt you. And and I don't think like that's a compliment. And and I want to be careful how I say that. Uh, right. Be, but he does. He does want to hurt you. But I take him on my team. Uh, and and I appreciate how he plays. But he he is old school in a game that's transitioning. And when he's crossed the line, I think he has been punished. And the die is cast. Uh, if he hits somebody the cleanest possible way and that person's hurt, people are going to be outraged at it. That's just the way it is right now. But he is a force. My reason is 225. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hypothetically, he hits John Marsh- Marshall. I know they're on the same team, but just yeah. work with me. That'd be controversial. Um, yeah, hypothetically, they hit each other. Okay. Who's going to get the better of that? It, yeah. It's simply 45 pounds. Now, you add in the speed and everything else, that's what happens a lot of time with Ryan Reeves' hits. Like, the timing on them and a lot of things. A lot of kids now, we, we eliminated contact at so many lower levels that, and we teach so much about hitting. The one thing we, you know, we're off track right now anyways. It's not, it's just, we don't spend as much time teaching players how to protect themselves. I don't want to compare it to, to what's going on with, with the Panarin uh, situation, but the game is kind of going that way. You know, we, 
we have players from all over the world that play all different styles and, and systems. And there's not many uh, Ryan Reeves left or Tom Wilson's left. And that would make them, every team wants them. And they're also, you know, that, that polka dotted, you know, animal out there that everyone's like, how that person so different? Yeah, because they play completely different than every other player in the league. Mark Stone and, and said it last night. Mark Stone said it last night that the game would be that game against Minnesota would have been different if Reeves was involved because uh, uh, Reeves would be able to uh, quell the chirping or, or extracurriculars from the, uh, sure. from the Minnesota Wild. Well, and, and not even that. And maybe Wilson would have even hesitated in, in touching Panarin. It goes against – I don't want to go against my argument that it happened so fast. Yeah. But you, it happened so fast. Like, first of all, if Ryan Reeves is on the ice – that well, Ryan Panarin. Reeves is in there, not Panarin. Yeah, Panarin's not. You know, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Ryan Reeves would be in there. Um, I, again, it's power play, but at the same time, or even if he's on the bench, it just it just calms things down. You think differently. You know what's coming if for being in a situation like that. Um, again, there's luxuries that Washington can take the way their team is built and the way that Tom Wilson is built. I'm not condoning it whatsoever. I, do I understand it? Yes. I, I, and I understand how it would be different if Ryan Reeves is in that game as well. I do, I'm, I'm impressed with the passion that people have on both sides of this. Both sides, yes. Like It has brought out people's uh, emotional level. And you're right, maybe it's from the pandemic and being uh, sort of uh, outside of normal life uh, for more than a year. But uh, this thing has just lit up. Uh, the sports world. Uh, before we let you go, uh, things good? Uh, you going to come and visit us when the border opens up? Uh, you going to come and well, stop by? Yeah, we, we can't even travel province to province right now. You guys down there in your states, your life is grand. You got the sun, everything's beautiful. <laughs> up here in Canada, we're, I think we're still in winter for the 14th month in a row. And uh, we, you know, we can't, we have an 8 p.m. curfew. We have we can't cross over the border to the neighboring province, so we're getting there. And when we do, I'm coming down. What do you? I ask you both, Ryan, Dan. What do you think the fine is going to be for the New York Rangers? Uh, can I go like uh, six figures? Is, is that too too low? Uh, I, I think I think you're looking at uh, at like half a million dollars. Oh, that much? I was going to say two fifty. Really? So what? Two fifty? Half a million dollars? I have no idea. This is uncharted territory. Yeah, it was the nuclear reaction. I, I don't. I, I think. Sorry. I think I'm with Darren. I, I think. I think you you call for, for you you call for no confidence in in one of one of the officials of the Department of Player Safety. I think. I think it, it's going to be hefty. And hypothetically, George Pyro stays on. It was actually funny when I was reading some of the comments from people. I just read Twitter for a little while today, and that's when I kind of put a tweet out like. It's been fun reading Twitter. It's it's crazy how everyone's so passionate about it, as Darren said. But George Pyros is also people are taking shots because he has a clothing company called Violet Gentleman. Um and he was involved with that company and, and, and now they're like, Well, he you can't have that guy there and make these decisions because unfortunately there's Colin Campbell, there's a bunch of them. You can't just blame George. There's a few people that come up with how these things work out and hypothetically these guys all keep their jobs. New York Rangers moving into next season trying to get any calls to go their way will be pretty interesting. PJ, and yeah, the PJ he's, keeping, be, 
he's keeping his job. There's no way a team is going to start influencing National Hockey I'm, League. I'm decisions. just yeah, I'm just throwing things out there, just yeah. trying to get things fired up in Vegas. I don't have much going on here in Canada. <laughs> I'm trying to get Vegas fired up. All right, I lied about time. You know what? It is. I got nothing else going on. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, I'm I, miss- I don't have much to bet on right now because I've. Again, we always watch. I try and watch as much of the league as possible. It's really tough when you got just these, you know, interdivisions uh, playing yeah. so, every night. Uh, how much am I putting on Vegas? Because I've only seen them play uh, about three times this year, and they look spectacular. They uh, look spectacular. I-, I wouldn't put the farm, but uh, I might put a couple of uh, quarter sections on it. Uh, I- yeah. I'll never, I'll never tell anybody to bet the farm. I don't care what the bet is. But, uh, I, but I, I, I like the barn, and I like the house, and I like the chicken coop. Okay. I like it. They're, yeah. they're fun team. It's going to be a great playoff. Every division right now has four fun teams coming out of it as of, uh, if they finish this way, and it's going to be a pretty good run. So hope to see you guys in, in uh, Vegas soon. I'll, I'll bring my, uh, my Borat bathing suit. Like, have, have you talked to anybody yes. in the last nine months? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't understand. I have four kids, that, and um, my wife works. I don't go out. I don't. I just started going back in the studio. So it's yeah. kind of like once every week, but you wear, you're only up to get in a certain time. You have to wear your mask the entire time until you go on air. Uh, and then you, you talk, and then the moment it's done, they don't take your makeup off. Or, like, I don't need makeup. The other guys do. But um, I right. do it just to be part of the team. <laughs> Then you, you, they don't take it off. You got to just walk out and leave. So I haven't talked to anyone. So uh, it's just kind of I got my kids' dolls. I set up every now and then and make them listen to me. I act stuff Little out, panel. and I'm like, I don't have much going on. Uh, can you do me a favor? Can you start spreading some um, Mark uh, Stone Selkie love uh, up Selkie? there? Okay, sure. Because he deserves uh, it. I, I go to one store a week to get the groceries, so that's it. And I, I'll, I'll shout it out. <laughs> I was more thinking on uh, when you're doing RDS and you're, you're doing oh, various other no. duties, like okay. not in the produce. Uh, so it'd be Mark Rush up here. French stone is is is, is uh, Rush in French. Oh, be Mark good. Rush. Be safe, Third please. Voice. Okay, there's PJ Stock, former National Hockey League, and uh, joining us uh, to discuss. Here's the uh, the quote from the New York Rangers. Okay, I'm going to paraphrase some of this. They put out a statement, statement from the New York Rangers. Uh, They are extremely New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at MSG. Uh, He's a repeat offender. It goes on to say, uh, Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to our Temi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as dereliction of duty by NHL head of player safety George Peros and believe he is unfit to continue in his current role. Never, ever, ever before have I heard anything close to that from uh, a National Hockey League team or a member of the National Hockey League team. Uh, calling out, uh, like, you're not allowed to criticize officials. You just criticize the head of one of the departments in the National Hockey League. And that will end up with a significant response by the National Hockey League, Ryan. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And it was interesting uh, as as the the news kind of broke and, and the, the, the statement came out and reading it, I, I couldn't actually believe that – I was reading an official statement from the New York Rangers and and what they were putting out in in that statement. Quite frankly, I, I've never seen anything like it. 
and you've never seen anything like it. You've been around a lot, I'm a old. lot longer than I have. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's pretty wild. I, I'm very curious to see what the fine is for the Rangers because we know it's coming, right? Like we all know that it's coming. The, the New York Rangers will be fined for this statement. I'm just very interested to see where this goes from here. Amazing uh, that it comes uh, to that. And I will say, stand by my opinion. I didn't think it was suspension worthy. I did, thought it was bad. And I'm, I also will say uh, that the, the pose, the flex in the penalty box was what, what almost bothered me as much as anything. That was goofy, uh, what Tom Wilson did without a sweater on. But, uh, but going the nuclear route, I, Ryan, will admit, I looked three times to make sure it was from the official New York Rangers account and not some one of those parody <laughs> accounts with, with an underscore or something mixed in. I, I thought, is this really happening? And, and it is. So uh, controversy on both sides, uh, certainly interesting. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with one-timers. It'll be a shortened edition of one-timers on the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Go on to the near wing. Big shot. He scores. It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Those worried about the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, because they're not dominating the Central Division. Uh, just uh, know this. Life is good. Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov were both back at uh, practice today. Kucherov uh, is able to take contact but will not play until the end of the season. You know why he won't play until the end of the season? Because they can't put him under the cap. <laughs> I, 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 I will say this. I'll be surprised if the Tampa Bay Lightning play him in game one and maybe game two of the first round. And if they do, uh, it's gonna there's going to be a big amount of squawking about it. And rightfully so. That if you keep a guy out for this long, and mm -hmm. Kucherov wants to play. I don't think he ever went along with something just so they could fit him under the cap or be under the cap. But if he plays game one of the playoffs, it's just going to look fishy. And um, I, I, I think he misses a little bit of playoff time before he comes back. Uh, but that's, that's just my opinion on that. I... Uh, you know, it's interesting. I'm not really sure that I I agree. I think that the league's uh, watching Kucherov, it. Right? The league's, hmm? the league's paying attention to this. They know that there's going to be some blowback if he plays game one. I mean, like I I get it, but if he's healthy to play, he's healthy to play. Like then I, play I, him now. Well, I understand, but you know, cap circumvention is a real thing. We can't just we can't like we can't just pretend that it doesn't exist. I like, can't. We all knew what the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're, we're trying to do in terms of, of this situation. Like, it's unfortunate Nikita Kucherov got an injury. It worked out in the Lightning's favor. The timeline roughly matched up, so it worked out for them. But, I mean, this is no different than Patrick Kane a couple of years back being injured, long-term injured reserve, picking up a player at the trade deadline, and then coming back to play in the first game of the playoffs. Like, those things happen. We, we can't just pretend like it doesn't. We yeah, all know it does. More, I'm paying more attention now. That'll be interesting. Hey, what do you guys think of PJ before we get too far into this? He's awesome. What are you talking about? Is he not great. beautiful? He's yeah, seems like a fun guy. He's a wonderful like, human being. Like, listen, I, I don't say this. Well, that's not true. I say it often, but I don't say this lightly. When you have a guy like PJ in your Rolodex, bring him on the program more. He's great. Yeah. 
he's really he's too busy though with the, with the kids and everything like that. Um, I, I kind of forced him. I put pressure on him to come on today. I need you to come on today. And uh, and then the best part about Peach is is we talk and there's back and forth, and then he comes on for like, 35 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like what what was all the negotiating for? You just you just did a podcast with us. Never mind yeah. uh, a, a segment with us. Um, what are you guys thinking about Connor McDavid and the potential for 100 points? I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion, right? Like he's got he's got 91 points right now, which is just astounding and and ridiculous when you really really sit back and think about it. 50 games for Connor McDavid, 91 points. Um, I I said I. I don't think it's a hundred. I think it's more than a hundred. I think that Connor's probably somewhere gonna 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 land in the ballpark of 105 points. I wouldn't be surprised. Remember what I told you guys last week that uh, he would have hit a hundred last year if he would have known mm-hmm. he was only gonna play 64 <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's are we not seeing that kind of play out right now, where it's like uh, 100 points? I I should do this, and boom. <laughs> I I should do this, so I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, so you're 100 points compared to 40 goals in the season, like Austin Matthews. Do you put more significance on one over the other? So the interesting thing is, I I I always kind of put a premium on goal scoring, and and Austin Matthews right now has 39 goals, and he's got four games left in the season. If if Matthews plays in all four of those games, he'll have played 52 games. And the way that he has been scoring lately, I think 40 is, is pretty much a foregone conclusion. Could he get to 43, 44, maybe even 45? I don't know. Like, I, I'm not really going to bet against Austin Matthews, but if Matthews ends up getting to 45 and McDavid is top topping 100, which feat is more amazing? Which feat is more incredible? I don't know. I think they're both pretty incredible when you consider the the compacted schedule and and just the lack of uh, of games in terms of what a regular eighty two game season is. Both guys are are rewriting history right right now in terms of production, and it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I don't even know if you can compare, like because it's they're both so unbelievably impressive. Well, I'll give you their numbers, okay? Roughly. One's a 150-point season for McDavid in 82 games, mm-hmm. and the other is a 64-goal like, season, 65-goal uh, season uh, for Austin Matthews. And it could go higher if he, if he gets to 45. But you're talking 65-goal season and 150 points. Now pick. I mean, both, both of them need to happen in the NHL with regularity. I'm going to take both of them. I mean, listen, Connor McDavid's leaps and bounds above everybody else, so it's really hard to to uh, sneeze at what Connor's doing. And beyond that, like you extrapolate what he's done over the course of an 82 game season, I think he's 100 assists in that season and, and topping about 50 goals. So um, I think you got to give it to Connor, but I'm, I'm a sucker for goal scoring, and I'm a sucker for Austin Matthews and his wicked, wicked release. They're both incredible. And yeah, it's so sad that we didn't get like nobody got to see them in person this year. Not just us, I know, but nobody in yeah. Canada got to see them uh, in in the rink. 
Uh, that's our uh, one-timer segment. We'll take a break earlier, come back with Catching Up with Chapman and a couple of other news and notes uh, just on the other side, but I want to make sure I don't shortchange Chris Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Vegas counters the other way. Krebs sneaks it left circle. Tuck scores! What a setup from Peyton Krebs! Tuck puts Vegas in the lead. Three to two nights and the first NHL point for Peyton Krebs in his NHL debut. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Thanks to Dan Duva, who joined us in hour number one with that great call last night. Uh, Peyton Krebs setting up Alex Tuck. Raise your hands, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to the listeners. I'm talking to Chapman. I'm talking to Wallace. Uh, raise your hands if you thought that play was offside and was going to be called back. Uh, my hands up. Yeah, I'm raising my yeah. hands. <laughs> I, was, I, I totally was, thought it was. It was the angle and the camera cut where you're like, there's no, which actually speaks to how fast Tuck is. That he was that far into the zone, uh, but the play was still onside, is unbelievable. And uh, and you thought, well, this this is off and running. We're we're going. And instead, it turned out to be a, a six-five defeat. So one more note on the Washington Capitals, not Tom Wilson related, but Alexander Ovechkin played one shift last night and left the game through a body check on Artemi Panarin believe it or not, hmm. and there was no controversy on that play, uh, but he left, and I don't think you'll see uh, Alexander Ovechkin again until the Stanley Cup playoffs started. Missed four games coming in and uh, and re-injured himself last night, so we'll keep an eye on, on that front as they try and sort things out in the East Division. It's a dog's breakfast over there. All four teams have been determined in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but we don't know who's going to finish first and who's going to finish fourth as we bring in Chris Chapman for Catching Up with Chapman. All right, well, we, we kind of sort of – well, I had a, the day off yesterday, and I had to take my son over to band practice and decided that I would go support a local business now that things are getting back to normal, right? We've all tried to support our, our local businesses here during the, uh, the, the pandemic, and, and now that things are starting to get back to normal, people are starting to go out and do more things. And it's a, it's a gem where I went, and it's been around for, I think, 50 years or close to it. But love it, frozen custard. If you guys haven't been there, I'm telling you, take a trip down there. It's it's Las Vegas and uh, Oki, and it, it's phenomenal. Like frozen custard, by the way, is I, I think it's better than ice cream, which is hard to to even say because I'm. Such What's a, the difference? Well, I think frozen custard is a little thicker, and it, it, you it's think or you thicker know. and it's richer and yeah. it's creamier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? It's like. Like everything you like about ice cream, it's just better. Yes, oh, it's okay. all of those qualities. But I've never heard better. it described that way. So I now I'm like I was kind of, but now you've got me on the custard bandwagon. Yeah. So so You're just want to take the the opportunity to say for for listeners and and us as well, let's support our local businesses now that things are getting normal. Let's bring our economy back, build our Vegas economy, support our our neighbors and our friends, and you know we're we're me and Mrs. Chapman are going to go out tomorrow. And we're going to go get a dinner somewhere, somewhere local. And uh, we haven't decided yet, but we're, we're going to go go help a local business. How much money do you make? Because you, you're always, like, out buying the the new vacuums. Uh, you've got the, the nice car. You're eating custard. You're going out for dinner. Like, well, how much do you make doing this? Not enough. But they have. That's, that's why debatable. they. That's why they invented credit cards. So, <laughs> well, you must be Ooh. in debt 
up to the top of that. Believe, believe it or not, I, I, I am not. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty good with my investments. So, um, what do you think of the market today? Uh, working for free, man. <laughs> if you want to check out Chris Chapman, if you've never seen him, log on to and uh, and <laughs> check out Ryan Wallace's Twitter. Uh, it's Ryan the Hockey yep. Guy because he retweeted mm-hmm. a screen grab of or tweeted out a screen grab of a conversation that Chapman and Wallace had yesterday and you'll see you'll see Chapman it's frightening folks but it's so much fun uh, thanks to Duva thanks for the PJ talk and thanks to you for listening uh, we'll chat with you tomorrow